Well, what is up, everybody? Find it, find it, slant it, find it. A merry, happy, festive Christmas and holiday season for everybody. Happy to be back with you doing a solo cast today. Day after Christmas. Y'all. This is such a good song. Hello, everybody, and welcome again to another Fairly Normal. I'm Josh Wolf. Fucking psyched to be with you as usual. What's going on, everybody? I hope everybody had a good uh, Christmas yesterday. I hope you had, for those of you who celebrate the Jewica, I hope you had a good Jewica earlier in December. I know I did. Also had a great Christmas. I also, just let me just say this right up front. I'm not one of those people, and I do know people who do this. When you say Merry Christmas to them, they're like, I'm Jewish. Hey, fuckwad. Nobody asked you if you were Jewish. I'm Jewish? Nobody said, hey, are you Jewish? Is it okay? They're not. I've never understood the big fur, furrer, 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 not a not furrer, fur, fur, doesn't sound like a word, fur, like the word nougat, nougat, nougat doesn't sound like a word, fur, but I've never understood the big hoop to do about people getting mad about saying Merry Christmas and why it's got to be Happy Holidays. Happy Holidays is fine too because that says the same thing to me as Merry Christmas. When you say Merry Christmas to somebody. To me, and I say it to people all the time, because it's universal. If we lived in Israel, I would probably say Happy Hanukkah because it would apply to more people. And you would understand what I'm saying. It's the spirit of it. When I say Merry Christmas to people, I'm basically saying, have a great season. Now, Happy Holidays is the same thing. You want to say Happy Holidays? I just don't like it because I feel like people have been forced to say it in a politically correct kind of way. And I think that's wrong. Yo, when somebody says Merry Christmas to you, they're wishing you happiness. I hope something. I hope you have a good. That's it. Why correct them? How would that make you look? I say I say this all the time. Just because you're not included, doesn't mean you're excluded. So I'm Jewish. If you say Merry Christmas to me, they're not saying, "Hey Jew, get on board with Christ. We're gonna fucking bury you." Now there are some people around the country who are saying that. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying it doesn't apply in this particular situation. Old Dominion, everybody, till it's over. It's just bananas to me when I when people really get like legitimately bothered that somebody says Merry Christmas. You know what I mean? That's your own. You are just looking to be offended if that really bothers you. You are, you have decided that you are just going to be a fucking 
Debbie Downer for the rest. This somebody just nobody. And you know what? When I was Jew, when I was Jewish, when I was a kid, and I was in uh, school, high school, and elementary school, and nursery school, and junior high. It's not like they excluded the Jews from the Christmas. They it's inclusive. Now you may not do that at your house, but at the school, everybody's like, "Hey, everybody's invited to the Christmas celebration. You can do it if you want. You don't have to if you don't want to do it." But it's silly not to. We're not trying to convert you. We're just passing out some fun, shiny shit, and everybody gets to eat cake. Whoa, oh, you want to do that? Oh, because being at the party makes you feel excluded? But we invited you. Oh, you don't do this at your house? Great. Well, you're going to do it at school today because it's fun. And any Jew that felt excluded was just trying to get out of school. Because we all know damn well Christmas parties way better than Nobody's ever been like, I got fucked up at that Hanukkah party last night. Did you see those people fucking on the copy machine at the Hanukkah party? That never happens. Nobody nobody ever made a big movie with Jennifer Aniston and fucking Jason Bateman called Hanukkah Party. Because you know who's going to see that movie? Six people. Six people. Those are the people who are in it. That's it? Nobody's going to see Hanukkah Party. Who's in Hanukkah Party, everybody? Tell me who's starring at Hanukkah Party that you would want to go see. Not a single person is in Hanukkah Party that you're fucking psyched to see. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I don't understand. And guys, you know, enough people have problems on the during the holidays, whether they, they're alone or we got to add this shit in there. And Christians, there ain't no fucking war on Christmas. It's everywhere. What are you talking about? It's fucking everywhere. People just want to feel like the victim. Everybody wants to be the victim. Oh, they're fucking... Everybody wants to be the victim. Come on, everybody. It's Christmas time. That means joyous songs, not some hideous Jewish death march that we used to have to listen to. Wah, 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 wah. Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. Wah, wah, we live, we walked in the desert. Hey, our lights are festive. Come on, there's a fat, jolly fat guy. We eat pancakes made of potatoes. Like, come on. Anyways, everybody. I hope you had a Merry Christmas, and I hope you're having a happy holidays, and I hope on New Year's you're going to come see me in Washington, D.C. at the Arlington Draft House, which is in Washington, D.C. Uh, by the way, that was Old Dominion, everybody. I don't know what's coming up next, but I sure did enjoy that song. <gasps> Off of maybe their best album, Sticky Fingers, Wild Horses, The Stones. I would tell you this right now. The Stones for me? May have my faith. This isn't a B-side song, but their B-sides are ridiculous. Ridiculous. You got to fucking listen to them. There's no doubt about it. Anyways, happy to have you guys here. Let's just get through a couple of quick updates. Like I said, Washington, D.C., uh, that for, uh, New Year's Eve. I'm there 29th, 30th, 31st, and 1st at the Arlington Draft House. And then January, I'm on the road, everybody. Come check me out. I'm in Boise. I'm in Vancouver, Washington. I'm in some other places. ComedianJoshWolf.com for tour dates. Also, go to my YouTube channel. That is where the High Live and Control Chaos it will start living the beginning of the year. I think we. I have officially uh, 
I'm still going to post that stuff on Facebook, but it won't be live. Um, Facebook just doesn't seem to want to uh, help out as much as YouTube. So that's where we're at. Um, I will tell you also this year, Beth and I, um, and I don't say this. I Every year I debate talking about charity and maybe people that we give to. And every year I'm reminded by... Um, people that I should at least mention it because maybe it'll encourage other people to do so. But just know that my trepidation is that I don't like people grandstanding the thing. You know what I mean? Like it's a delicate balance. But I do want to remind everybody that not just this time of the year, every it should you should always be up for giving back. Um, but again, this year, Beth and I, with the help of Michael Cutlets and Rachel Cutlets, and uh, Brendan Schaub, my brother Dan and his wife Elise, uh, Beth's sister Amy and her husband Chris, my parents, us. Um, we helped this uh, church down in Southgate. That's right, the Jews going down to the church. And um, got to provide a lot of good stuff for some families. You know, it just reminds me how spoiled our kids are. And you know what else? It's shocking to me, everybody, that, you know, when you go down and to help, the not help, that's not the word, I want it to seem like charity. There were some families, great families that could have used some help. We went down there, and it reminds me, everybody, it's a different world, seven miles from my house. A completely different world, where people are living completely different truths, with completely different priorities. You know what I mean? It just reminds me to get outside my bubble every now and then and to look at the way other people are living this life. And then some of the things that I'm worried about, holy shit, not anything to worry about. You know, you know, there was a family, um, this woman had just had a baby, had nothing, nothing for the baby, had nothing, no clothes, no, just couldn't afford it. Two two sets of clothes. Just rotating them. Washing. Putting them on. Why? Seven miles from here. Ten miles from here. It's amazing, everybody. So I would tell you that in almost any position you're in, you're better off than somebody else. And whether that means buying a cup of coffee, volunteering your time, whatever you can do. Writing letters. Honestly. To vet. To... Uh, soldiers or visiting a nursing home i'm always reminded every time i do it how much giving back can fill you up it can fill you up man so uh just remind everybody people need things 12 months a year so even if you weren't able to do anything this christmas time and it's tough for everybody you know they, they're gonna people are gonna need something in march they're gonna be kids who need a big brother or, or big sister or or are there going to be old people in a nursing home that just want to play some cards? Or there'll be some homeless people that maybe need socks or toothpaste. These are all things that we can do. Um, and so I just want to remind everybody that, uh, you know, pop outside your bubble every now and then. And take a look around. And uh, it really does change your perspective. And um, and I, in, in my brain, uh, when you get to pop outside your bubble and look around at the way other people are living... And um, some of the things that they're concerned about, 
It really um, makes you a more complete person. Let's give it a shot, everybody. If you don't like it, go back to smoking weed and jerking off and watching Scooby-Doo. Totally fine. Not for everybody. But nothing wrong with trying something new. You know what I mean? Although, if somebody was jerking off to Scooby-Doo, you did that? I, I was in Seattle once, and I saw this dude... In a in an alley, eating a sandwich, but ma- with his pants down to his ankles, masturbating at the same time. And I was like, "This dude's jerking off to a turkey sandwich." You know what I mean? Like one man's uh, Cindy Crawford. There's your reference for the people in the '80s. You know, one man's Chrissy Teigen, whatever you want to say. One man's Bella Hadid, Habid, Hadid. I don't know. I don't really know her. One man's Kylie Jenner is another man's turkey sandwich. Oh, yeah, block party. So here we are. But that was almost my very favorite thing. I, I used to talk about this on stage that I, that I ever saw. Like, a, um, So I, there used to be a guy, a homeless guy, and I don't know if he was homeless, but he had a sign up, and he was on an off ramp. And he had a sign every day that said, we'll have sex for food, we'll have sex for food. And I used to drive by this dude every day. And, you know, I didn't know what to, uh, I didn't want to bring him food because, you know, he's not my type. I'm a little too skinny. And, uh, and he, and, oh, and like only four of his nails were long. The other six were normal. It was a, like a weird, he kept the, the, in, the index and the, and the, uh, middle finger nails really long. So when he, when he threw up a peace sign, it was like, yo, dude, like, but the rest were just, I never quite understood. Anyways. He used to have a sign up that said, you know, we'll have sex or food. And by the way, this shows me that, you know, no matter where you are as a man, at your core, you know, there's still that dude. Because I asked him, I said, hey, man. And I just pointed the sign. I go, because it said we'll have sex or food. I pointed the sign. I go, hey, man. How's that going? And he just looked at me and he goes, nothing yet. Yeah. <laughs> Which was his way of saying, "Hey, man, only takes one." Uh, yeah, that's but that's a dude, and look, that dude in the with the sign is no different than the dude at the club, walking up to every single girl. Only takes one. He he'll take a million no's, because that one yes is gonna make it all all right. You know, I never, I never had that kind of balls. I was so bad at picking people up. I was so bad at, at, I would, I didn't mind embarrassing myself, I didn't mind doing stupid shit, but talking, seriously talking to a stranger and trying to figure out a way that that stranger in a matter of 10 or 15 minutes might decide that they want to have sex with me was just a fuck ton of pressure. I was so bad at it. Now, I think to be good at it, there, ha- like I have a I don't give a fuck attitude, but not in that. Like it, you know, I don't give a fuck attitudes aren't equal across the board, right? So there are some people with I don't give a fuck attitudes towards physical adrenaline junkie stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'll do that. I don't give a fuck. I'm not an adrenaline junkie. That's not, I'll do it, that kind of stuff, you know, but mostly if people are watching and I'm going to feel like a pussy if I don't. Oh, yeah. 
still 100% 100% caveman when it comes to that. I am still 100% bro. When you're like, are you a pussy? Are you scared? I'm off. Well, I'm off to fucking do it. Now, that doesn't. Don't find me out on the road, everybody, and be like, you going to go out with us? No. Are you scared? No, I just don't want to go out with you. I, I, some people get truly offended when they ask me, you want to go out for a drink after the show? Not only do I not drink, but I don't know you, man. You know what I mean? How do I know I don't end up in your trunk? I did the last time I did that. I was in Boise, Idaho. And some dude. Okay, John Lennon. Imagine some dude was like, hey, you want to go to a party? And I was younger, man. And I was like, yeah, I'll go to a party. And uh, yeah, I get in the back of his pickup truck. And as we're driving out of downtown Boise, and the lights of the city are starting to disappear. And there are no street lights everywhere. Anywhere, I thought to myself, this could have been a mistake. Because, one, it's pitch black. If we hit a bump, I'm up and out of the back of the bed of that pickup. I'm fucking boom, boop. They're never going to know. It's pitch black. Secondly, maybe they're taking me to that place where they kill the Jews. I don't know. It was not bright. It wasn't as bad as the time that Joe Diaz sold me for a bag of weed. That ended up to be a little more upsetting because I was being held captive. Uh... Um, I was being captive, being held captive. So that wasn't great. Um, I don't know sure if I ever told you guys that story. Uh, I was in Rosenberg, Oregon. It was me, Joe Diaz, and a guy named Lenny Schmidt. I've told you this story a fucking zillion times, right? Haven't I? Maybe we got some newbies. Um, and I went to the bathroom, and I came back, and Lenny and, jo- and Joey were gone. And there was just this woman, and the best way to describe her is the way Joe Diaz described her. She looked like me with a wig, right? And this woman's in there, and I go, hey, and we were talking, and I'm, you know, no Joey or Lenny for a little bit, and I go, hey, so where are Joey and Lenny? And she goes, oh, they sold you. What? I said, what? And she said, yeah, they sold you for a bag of weed. I'm like, what? First of all, you go weed? Because we didn't, we didn't have any money. We didn't have any money. And uh, this was also, oh boy. This was the first time I I remember doing a joke on stage and using the word retarded and having somebody talk to me afterwards. That was, fuck, I don't know how many years ago. Pre-cell phone, we all still had pagers. So, mid-90s. Mid-90s, I think. She was hot, man. I used to tell this joke, and I'll get back to the Joey. See if I can remember it. Um, Oh, there was this guy. This was years ago. This dude kidnapped a school bus, but it it um it was filled with uh, special needs kids. And I'm not sure he knew that. The best, if you guys don't know, you know Chris Stapleton is. And if you don't know the Johnson Brothers, which is his project before just being Chris Stapleton and before Steel Drivers, I think, too. But he played some rock and roll. Ooh, this song makes you want to fuck or fight, doesn't it? Boom, 
Get the fuck out of here. Oh, so I um, I had told the joke that those kidnappers must have been really, you know, they thought they had a bus full of school kids. So people are going to, you know, and we're going to be able to talk to them. And we got like a, they thought they kidnapped a hockey team, you know, because everybody on the bus was wearing helmets. Something like that. And one of the punchlines was, why is the goalie licking the window? Something like that. You know, mid-90s. We were still making jokes about, you know, retarded kids on the bus and all that stuff, right? So the joke was really, I don't know who the joke was on, but there were some jokes that landed on stereotypes of things that maybe retarded kids might do. And, um, you know, she laid into me. She laid into me. And um, I remember being like, what the? Because this was pre. This was pre, you know, people being going crazy about using certain words or talking about. And I kept telling her, I'm like, you know, it's just a joke on like what the what the kidnappers must have thought. They think that, you know what I mean? That's all. Like, they must have been confused. The joke was they must have been really confused, you know? And, uh, oh, she lit into me. My son's mentally challenged. And, you know, I was like, yeah, but we're like, uh, um, I couldn't understand why I bothered her. And it was the first time I had ever seen anybody bothered by something in their life that obviously clearly was a traumatic experience for her understandably she's very protective of her son understandably but it was the first time I'd ever seen somebody get mad at a word even though it wasn't you know what I mean it was a soft joke, guys. Soft joke. I'll tell you. I would tell you. It touched on some real basic, easy stereotypes. It was an easy joke, you know? But when you're a younger guy, you're doing easier jokes. But I, ne- I never, I still to this day would have never thought it was offensive. Why is the goalie licking the window? I guess. I guess because that implies retarded people would lick windows. But, guys, it's such a harmless It's such a, like a, do you know what I mean? I would consider to be, I had somebody call me a kike to my face. I guess I'm just not sensitive about it. You know, I'm not sensitive about, you tell white jokes or white guy jokes or Jewish jokes or, I guess I'm not sensitive about it because I don't know you. You know what I mean? It's so hard for you to tell a joke that would offend me. I don't fucking know you. Nothing you can say to me offends me. Jesse J. Rainbow. You know, guys, one of the reasons I hate talking about this type of stuff on the podcast is because, you know, I just start to... I just start to ramble, and sometimes I don't even know what I'm saying. Um, But, yeah, you know, I guess... Let me just think out loud on this. So, for me, I've said this a million times. Jokes 
it you shouldn't be latching onto words. For me, you should be lashing on latching on to intent. Now, I am also not there there is a large group of people, not large, small but vocal, who feel like, well, we should be able to say whatever word we want. Yeah, and I'm not gonna be on the side of white dudes just feeling like they should be able to say the N-word. There are some words that just no matter how you use them, I just don't think they should be used. I would tell you I don't think black people should use the N-word either. I think we should just get rid of it. And I know that sounds like that's fucking whatever dude you saw. No. Tell me the good. Tell me the good. Tell me what good comes from the word. Tell me. Tell me. That's my thing is like, mm, I don't know why, why. I mean, obviously you use whatever word you want, but like, if you're a black person using the, if you're, say, a hip hop artist and you're using the word um, and you're putting it in more white people's mouths than blacks, I, I had 50 Cent tell me once that black crowds don't, don't make him, they're not making him the money. He always said, like, the black crowd tells the white crowd what's cool and then the white crowd goes and buys it. And goes to the concerts. But like you're just putting that word into millions of young kids' mouths. You're they're singing it along in their car. You know they're singing it in their cars. It just makes it easier to say. I I don't know. Obviously you gotta make your art the way you make your art, but like you know, I, I can't imagine that the fact that it that word is in such a huge percentage of it's just a lot so many popular songs that to to then think that it doesn't desensitize the word it's just like guys and now i don't want anyone to think that i'm blaming the hip-hop artists but i would say this too i said this a million times if you get mugged walking in a bad neighborhood you should not have been mugged and the people who mugged you should be punished. But what the fuck were you doing there? Blame for everybody. So if you don't want people to uh, constantly say the word, and I'm with you, maybe stop saying it all the time. I'm not saying white folks should say it, but like, you know what I mean? But stop putting it out there in pop culture. That's like saying, hey, don't take this drug. Here's some weed. What? Don't. It is terrible for you. Smoke it up. What did you say? This is Ryan Bingham, everybody. Bread and water. You know what I mean? Like, so... There's some culpability for everybody, I think. Anyways, I don't remember what I was talking about. Ow! Oh, Joey's sending me... So, I I say to her, I go, well... What do you mean he sold me? And she said, well, he said I could have you for the night and bring you back in the morning. And I was like, that's not okay for me. I said, could you please just drive me back to the hotel? She was like, okay. And I didn't know where the fuck we were going. She did not drive me to the hotel. She drove me to her house. We're pulling in, and I'm like, oh, my God. And I'm sitting in the living room. I'm like, oh. She probably was like, it was not a good. Not a good. This is not my body. Not the body type I like. How about that? Not the body type I like. And, um, so, ew. you know, like, 
no, like it was a weird body type. No boobies, huge tummy, flat ass, ass that went from the shoulder blades back to the the back of like the Achilles heel. It wasn't an ass. It wasn't a back. It was like a bass. You know, it was like it wasn't a flat ass. It was a flack. It was like a flat back. You know what I mean? And um, so I was like, hey, uh, where's the yellow? I'm calling a cab. But I didn't have any money, guys. That's why we were three of us driving in one car. My fucking Saturn that had no air conditioning. You know? They took the keys to my car that I drove off the fucking table, drove home, sold me, took my car. Joey and Lenny, right? So I start to peruse through the phone book. I'm like, where's the phone book? She goes into her room. I'm like, God damn it. I'm trying to find the phone book. I find it. I look through it. And out she comes in this lingerie, which really looked like tuna netting. And it was about the same size. And um, I was like, oh, and they caught the wrong fish. We're going to have to throw that one back. <laughs> but back in the water with you. We'll see you. Right? So she was like, she didn't like, she was like, oh, you don't like that one? I was like, that's not really my style. She was like, I get some more. I was like, oh, fuck. So I see how much money I got. I'm like, I don't know if I got enough for a cab. But I'm going to risk it. I don't care. I'll explain to the cab driver. I'll like, I'll be like, invite him in. I'll be like, look here. This is what I got going on right here. Can you give me a deal? You know what I mean? So I call and uh, cab is 15 minutes away. 15 fucking minutes. Holy shit. So I'm sitting there and now she comes in another lingerie. And she's, you know, doing that slow walk, but running her finger like against things, trying to be sexy. But she did it over a bookcase and it was like, and I was like, that's not. And then past the bookcase, she was still looking at me. She did it, and she knocked a lamp over and shit. I was like, my God, what is happening? She came over, and I was sitting on a chair, and she started to do like a sexy dance in front of me. And I was like, oh, if she gives me a lap dance, like this could be a, a uh, I could get smothered. Like there's a chance here. This, the cow, this chair is deep enough. She's big enough where she's going to fill in all the gaps on the chair, and I'm going to get lost. You know, I'm going to get fucking lost. But I see her start to fucking slowly dance her way over, and I stand up, so she thinks that means that I want to dance with her. What? So she starts to get all sexy, and I just go and stand in the kitchen. Middle of the kitchen. I fucking Blair Witched myself. I didn't stand against the wall, but I just stood in the middle of the kitchen. Just, boop. And into the kitchen she comes. Oh, she goes, oh, you want some food? And I was like, nope. Oh, like, no. I was thinking, no matter where I go, I'm in trouble. And, guys, she just corners me. And just starts grinding on me. And I'm like, oh, my God, what is happening right now? Right? And so I start to hear. And I'm like, well, I can't wait for the cab. I, I might be dead by the time I hear the front door open. By the way, we've done about three or four outfits. Um, this One lingerie looked like, okay, one of the things she wore out, it looked, okay, it, you know, like, uh, you know, like that kind of pink satiny, but it has kind of the fur around the bottom of it. 
and it's supposed to go down around maybe past up to like in between your knee and your your vagina somewhere in between there well this didn't make it much past her belly button and i was like i think you should have added an extra couple of x's to that size because that isn't covering up the part that i would really like it to cover up born to fly shelters So I start to feel I start to hear a little keys kind of the front door. I'm like, oh no, is there more more people coming? In walks her roommate and this dude. Roommate's boyfriend. And I walk right up to him. I go, hey man, hey man. And he's dude this doesn't dude doesn't know me. He just sees me with, you know, the fucking Victoria's Secret model. This is truly Victoria's Secret, this lady. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> uh, I walk up to him. I go, hey, I don't know. Before I go, before you take your jacket off, before you put your keys down, I don't know you, dude. You don't know me. But guy code, man to man. And I told him what was happening. I go, you know you got to take me back to that hotel. You know you do. You can't leave me here. And he looks at his girlfriend. He goes, I got to take him. And I was like, oh, my God. Dude, we didn't speak the whole way. I told him where the hotel was. I got. I was. T- I was getting a little. My. You know. Oh, I was a little PTSD. I needed some of that weed. We didn't speak the whole way. I just looked at him on my way out the door. I said, "You're a good man." We did the fist bump. I went up to my room where Joey was, pounding on the door, and he was like, "Who is it?" He was doing that couple shit for a little while. He had fallen asleep. And when I went in, I was like, "Dude, crack open some of that weed." Because I need some of it. He was like, man, dog, I smoked it all already. How about that? How about that, everybody? A little post-Christmas story. It's time. I got shit to do today. Got to run around with Beth. Heading to D.C. tomorrow. Just wanted to get a quick one in for you guys. I hope you had a great Christmas. Thank you for all the support this year. For all the new... Newcomers, although the newcomers to my stuff, they don't usually find their way to fairly normal. So this is usually, this is just us. Uh, but as usual, to the fairly normalers who have stuck it out. Because, you know, the off the rails, which used to be, was the thing that I with Sarah Colonna, went to this. And, you know, a lot of people, and I did a little interview first, style, fairly normal. And then I've just kind of done more some interview with some of this, but you guys have stuck with the changes and the ins and outs and the ups and downs and, you know, my personal issues. And I really appreciate it. Like, this is a, there are two groups on the internet that have, have become so cool for me. This group and the High Live group, both such a cool, chill bunch of people. Um, don't get me wrong, there's some assholes in this group, but my kind of assholes. So, thank you. I just want to say a sincere thank you. I don't do a bunch of ad reads on this, and when I do read something, it's usually for my friend's stuff, like Mad Gabs. Remember her? A friend of mine I went to high school with, she used to, she started this 
fucking business in her kitchen. Mom's kitchen with chapstick and lotion. and It's all organic, natural products. If you want to suggest, uh, su- you know, support a good friend of mine, madgabs.com. M-A-D-G-A-B-S.com. And also Elwood Clothing, just because I really like the clothes. They aren't that expensive, but they are very nice, high quality. And uh, you go to uh, Elwood Clothing, you go Josh Wolf, all caps, no space, 25. You're going to get 25% off. That's not terrible. Right? That's not terrible, 25% off, just for just typing in my fucking name. I don't get paid for that, by the way. I just like their stuff. So I reached out to them and said, can you give me a discount for the people who listen to Fairly Normal? And they said yes. So there you are. Always good, always good, always good, always good to meet you guys at my shows. The Fairly Normalers, always good. Kendrick Lamar, everybody. But always good to meet you guys at my shows. I hope we see you in January. See you out there. Keep the baby hands coming. You know what I'm talking about. We love you, everybody. Sorry this one was so quick and all over the place. You know that's how I do. I won't talk to you again probably till 2019, motherfuckers. Have a great new year. Be safe. Don't go out with the amateurs and do stupid shit. Stay home with some of you and your friends and have a good time. Rock and roll, everybody. Love you. Later.